0: This episode, um, <laughs> uh, you're probably wondering uh, how this has happened because last time I did one of these and I talked about my release schedule, and the uh, the project I'm going to be doing a behind the lyrics for today is something that I said I wasn't going to release for a while. <sighs> a lot can happen in a couple weeks, you know. I. <laughs> honestly i was just like you know what i don't know when this whole coronavirus situation is gonna end so here's what i'm gonna do i'm gonna do like you know in Shit creek when david opens his store and he's like we're gonna do a soft launch that's what i'm gonna do i'm just gonna put stuff up on bandcamp do a little podcast about it and then I'll do all, like, the proper launch stuff I would normally do at a later time. You know, music videos, uh, press stuff, everything. I will do that when it is possible to do that. But for now, I want to have the stuff available and then we can, like, celebrate it and do, you know, music videos and and things like that. When, when we can. <laughs> When I can, you know, film stuff and and talk to people and and, and you know look at doing live dates and stuff, um, when when it's possible. <laughs> so, uh, I've put the new record up on Bandcamp today. Um, so you can check that out. I'll put a link to that in the description i should also state actually <laughs> that today uh on the friday Bandcamp is not actually taking any fees so if you did want to maybe buy it that would definitely help me but anyway i'm now i'm now gonna get on with talking about <laughs> about this album it's pretty fucking absurd that i'm like maybe buy the record when i know full well and you know full well that i'm basically about to play it for you for free but you know what something something bring down capitalism once upon a time there lived a princess who longed for love and adventure and it turns out She got everything she ever wanted, but it sucked, because life sucks, sometimes. I dreamed you into a nightmare. in the 1950s you love this guy, he probably has a motorcycle your parents are like no, but you're like but mom, dad, I love him it's complex he promises he's going to take you to the prom but then he doesn't show up Because he got involved in a crime and ended up in jail for the night. And you forgive him anyway, even though you feel humiliated and sad. It's very that. Um, Do you know, I should have explained this at the beginning. (laughs) Because in my head, I, I know the whole thing. Because, you know, I've been working on this. And, you know, I've been present for everything. But this... This whole record, this project came to be because of two things. Firstly, um I know that you wouldn't be able to tell because the music that I normally make is a lot more uh kind of modern day kind of alternative um I don't wanna say pop because it's not not that there's anything wrong with that, but you know it's kind of like well you know you've heard it so you know what I mean but my favourite kind of music is kind of um 50s duop and like 60s surf rock really (laughs) so I wanted to do a project about that because it's the kind of music that I like the most um I touched on it a little, a couple of records ago. The intro for one of my tracks, Sleepwalking, had kind of a, a, kind of 50s, kind of dreamy girl group intro that I just put on the beginning because I felt like it. And I was like, what if I made a whole album of that kind of stuff? <laughs> so it's partly because I liked it, but also... Um, Actually I guess there's three reasons. Because I wanted to kind of try new stuff and see if I could do it. So that was another reason, but also because somebody, uh you know someone I like likes that kind of stuff too. So I kind of wanted to create something that they <laughs> that they would like. Um so that was that was the plan. Um that track specifically, I wrote most of it in my kitchen <laughs> i was Because um, in my kitchen i've got um I've got a little couch i we still d- we we don't really know why it's there it just is it's it's just a little quirky feature of my house, i suppose but um so sometimes I'll just sit there and and think about things and and I was just sitting there I was just sort of. Playing about with some different sounds. And I kind of had something I liked. But I wasn't really sure what the direction of the song was going to be. And I was kind of thinking of. You know those great songs of that era. You know. About girls who are in. Complicated and. You know. Troubling relationships. And about how. Sometimes you can try so hard. To to love somebody and to be what you think they want you to be and sometimes everything can be so idealistic and then it goes wrong very quickly and then you don't know how to make it better and you don't know how to get it back to what it was before and so I started kind of working with that idea and just sort of expanding on it um it was really fun to do I I really liked, um, you know, when I was, uh, you know, creating the, the lyrics and and the way that I was going to, um, record them. And I knew I kind of wanted a sort of, like, slight repetition, echoey, but not really kind of situation, um, For those of you who have ever been to my SoundCloud, I was kind of emulating something I did when I did, um, it was a cover of Paul Anker, Put Your Head On My Shoulder, and I I did that kind of same, um, vocal production, and so I kind of tried to do that again, but expand on it a little more, so that it it was a bit more, um, there was a lot more involved this time. Um, and it was really fun to to record and to put together. Um, and it was, I think it was the second one, the second track that I did from this project. Because uh, I had one, which I'll be playing later because it's right at the end for some reason. Um, and I had that and I wasn't sure where I wanted to go. With the rest, and then I I just sort of was playing around with different sounds, and I had the idea for this, and I was like, aha, that's where we're going. my bathroom because there was loads of noise outside the window of the room in my house that I normally record stuff in and um so that was problematic for me so I went to my bathroom because it's like on the other side of the house and so it was a lot easier to do um (laughs) so every time I (laughs) every time I hear that song I just sort of um, like, imagine, like I I see my bathroom in my head for some reason, but, um, and it was, <laughs> it was difficult because I, the main vocal line, I ad libbed it, which was a stupid thing to do, because, <laughs> firstly um, I had to, after I was finished, sit down and write out everything I had just essentially made up off the top of my head that had become the lyrics, um, because I had, I had the, you know, the musical aspect, I just didn't know what the fuck I was going to do for the lyrics, um and so I was like what if I just made some sharp? <laughs> um and I did there was about two takes before the final one that I sort of got about halfway through and it just wasn't working. And it was only on the third take I got all the way through. And it was all relatively coherent and made sense. And rhymed for the most part. So I was like, okay. But I had to sit and I had to write it all down. So that I could do, you know, stuff like pickups and ad-libs and backing vocals after. Because um, obviously, you know... I mean, you can just do like ooze and art of backing vocals. But me personally especially with a kind of you know a song of that genre I find that including the lyrics in the backing vocals helps so I needed to know what the fuck the lyrics were so I had to sit and I had to listen back to it be like okay what did I say here what did I say here god why are you going so fast I can only write so fast slow down bitch so that was that was a fun event um <laughs> um but that was that was quite a late um, A late addition to the project really Because I did kind of consider it finished But then I thought no I want to add some more things Because it seemed Very um Negative As a whole record Like there was a lot of songs that were Or could be perceived to be quite you know, sad songs, and so I wanted to add something a bit happier, and also something with the album being called Honeymooning, I wanted to add something that kind of had that kind of, you know, beginning stages of a, a big romantic change, and, and that happiness when you you found someone, and you just want to be with them, and, you know, you don't care about Anything else? You just want to focus on them and the relationship, and so that was kind of what I was thinking about. <laughs> um, the line about uh, my mum was interesting to me. I I've I've <laughs> I referenced my mum or a hypothetical mother figure before in a song, um, in my song Hard Drive about that was about kind of a toxic relationship and uh, the sexual pressures on uh people in relationships. Um and there's a line in there about a mum being very concerned about, you know, this relationship and, you know, um but this time I mean again the mother is concerned but a bit less, I would say. <laughs> and there's also a response. In in Hard Drive, it was like... The mum is concerned. But the daughter's like... I don't have anything to say right now. Because I know deep down that you're right. So I'm just going to be quiet. But this time, she's a bit defiant. She's like... I don't really care what you think. I'm going to do it anyway. And <laughs> I don't know if that signifies growth or what. But... um for the record, I <laughs> I mean I don't know her inner thoughts entirely, but I don't think my mum is um super against the idea, to be honest. Honestly my mum is just trying to rush me off I mean it's not even just trying it's not even trying to like rush me out of the house because I don't live with her so it's, it's not like she's trying to get me out so she can turn my room into like a craft room or something I don't even live with the woman and she's still like go get married I want an excuse to buy a hat or whatever and I'm like mom you could just buy a hat like I I don't need to justify that for you it's fine you can buy one it's not a problem but anyway so <laughs> the the placement as well of it being, um, it being between what are, to all intents and purposes, kind of sad relationship songs, um, you know, and songs that are about uncertain aspects of a relationship when you're not sure what's going to happen and you're not sure it's going to be okay. And then in the middle, you have this song, which is very... Everything is okay and I'm very happy. Um, I wanted to kind of have a a situation where when you listen to the record as a a whole, you're kind of hearing the different aspects of relationships as they go on. And um, how from one day to the next, um, your perspective on a relationship can change. One day you feel nothing's ever going to be okay again, you don't have to fix it. But then the next day you're like, you know what, we have problems, but we're okay and I'm so happy and I love you. Um, But then the next day you can be like, you know what, bitch, I'm out. But then the next day after that you're like, no, I'm so happy, I love you. You know, because cause that is, <laughs> is kind of how it is sometimes. Um, And so when you listen to it as a whole... It's sort of a different day in a relationship, like one day at a time kind of thing, Um, which I thought was quite a fun moment. Um, It's like the duality of man, I contain multitudes, so to speak. into like the 1960s I think I was really thinking about Mariah Carey when I wrote that Um, her song shake it off from the emancipation of Mimi Um, that whole idea of leaving a breakup voicemail and having that moment of being like, you know what, I'm done, I'm leaving, bye, but like on the phone. <laughs> uh, I that was so cool and I really kind of, um, I really had lots of fun writing that, which sounds crazy, but, um... It was, it was fun to write, it was fun to record um, You know, because it was just kind of like This kind of little feminist moment, you know I'm leaving, bye, menorist, gam I'm off, get out of my pub, you know Um, <laughs> I had fun doing it um, and like I said, you know, positioning that right after a very, you know, I love you so much and everything is perfect song kind of, um, shows kind of the drama that relationships can be sometimes and the well, if you're as dramatic a person as me, of course, and, <laughs> and how sometimes things can go from being perfect to not um, and it was kind of about in a sense you know that situation where you you do love someone but you're finding it difficult because You you can't you can't be in a relationship with yourself and you feel like you're the only one who's really there And so you think, well, I have to try and be happy. I have to try and live my life in a way that makes me happy. And I don't know if that includes you anymore. And I think, in a way, when you reach that point, you feel angry. Because you're like, well, (laughs) I, I, I invested in this. I felt things for you. And this is how it ends, hmm, and so you, you get a little mad, you leave a little voicemail. maybe you get your girls together, and you leave a voicemail together. I don't know um, <laughs> um actually, I released this song as a little little single moment, and what it was interesting, I got a a comment that was basically that on Twitter someone said about how it reminded them of like a bunch of girls like getting together to break up with a guy and I thought that was quite cute <laughs> it kind of that was kind of what I was trying to go for so it's nice to see it landed um you know but just this idea of I'm leaving don't talk to me don't talk to my cats don't talk to my friends <laughs> get out of my life get out of my universe get out of my orbit I don't want to be your fucking friend I'm going to be real, I don't really understand that as a concept, to be honest. This whole idea of being friends with someone that you, you know, that you broke up with. I don't I don't know. I just, I don't think it's for me, so. So I had to put it in there. <laughs> you know, I just, you know, this whole thing of I'm separating myself from this whole situation. You know, you had your chance, then you had another one, another one, because I'm a bit of a pushover. But now you have pushed me over too far, bitch. And that's it. That's all she wrote. It's the end. There is no sequel. There is no prequel. There is no spin-off. There is no reimagining in 30 years with an all-female cast. It's done. Until the next track, obviously, in which it is no longer done. Because, you know, plot twist. a whole but the music like creating the music was my favorite part because i started with this guitar loop and it was it really it reminded me of kind of buddy holly richie valens bobby v kind of thing and i really liked it i wanted i wanted more so i i just i was piling things on top mixing it up pushing everything around seeing what worked um you know, I had some strings, some piano, some percussion. I really liked, you know, creating these kind of um interconnecting melodies with the piano and the strings and it was really fun uh to do and it was a, a really a really great chance to um sort of just be super creative with it and and also, you know, just just to remind people that I do vaguely know what I'm doing. Um, (laughs) when I was at school, I did, I did music at GCSE and one of the units that we did, and it was the one I enjoyed the most was about, um, electronic composition. So using computer software to compose stuff. And I had such a good time on that. And so that is, that's sort of one of my favorite ways to you know, to create music now. So it's really fun to be able to just sort of sit there on my computer with my headphones on, playing around with stuff, writing things down, filling with things, changing things and just really just having a great time. Um uh <laughs> in terms of lyrics, like there's like three different versions of that song because <laughs> um the first one I mean she was cute but she didn't really make a lot of sense like lyrically it was very vague it didn't really make much sense the only resounding message was the one line of i hope you stay which was right at the end originally not as a chorus which it later became um and so i wanted to kind of tidy things up a bit make it make a bit more fucking sense so i did a second version and it was a bit you know it worked a bit more but i was like you know what i don't like this and I was so annoyed because I really liked um, the instrumental, I loved that, but I was like, I hate these lyrics, I hate them, oh my god, I only like one line of this song. So I just went away and I just rewrote the the entire, you know, all the lyrics and re-recorded it. And I liked it a lot better, which <laughs> was great, um, and it actually made fucking sense. Um, and it, so it it came together eventually, but it was a long process because I was really attached to the the instrumental. I really loved it, and I was thinking, I you know, I I don't know if I want to release this, but I love this instrumental, and if I don't release it, I'm gonna hate myself. So <laughs> I managed to figure it out in the end, which was uh very reassuring and very gratifying. Um, there was there was so much fun to do. I really enjoyed it. Probably one of the. The most out of all of the 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 songs that I created for for this record, um, and it was kind of about you know because like I said that that guitar loop, which was my starting point, reminded me like I said you know Body Holly, Richie Balance, um, you know Bobby and Bobby V, those kind of. Um, you know, those boys in the 50s, and, you know, they were singing, you know, about staying home and missing the person you love and and wanting to be with them, and, um, with this whole pandemic calamity, I think we're all kind of going through that, you know, apart from the people who, who live with the people that they love and apparently from what I'm reading on social media they're all growing tired of each other and trying to kill each other and shit so maybe I should be glad that I <laughs> that I can't be with the person I love I don't know but um so I kind of wanted to write something about you know there is that distance and you do miss them but kind of in a way being away from them makes you that much sure that you want to be with them. It kind of in the same vein as Blue Forest, actually. Um from from last behind the lyrics episode, if you remember. Um what I'm trying to say in a thinly filled way um, is that this was kind of about my sad girl lockdown feels about my boyfriend. <laughs> um but actually I mean I I think In quite a lot of the songs on this record, there are, you know, aspects of, of, of my feelings, um, and our relationship included in them, um, in a, a sort of interlinking way. Um, but this one especially, um, very much so. a laugh recording this um i I did it in the kitchen <laughs> um, I don't know why I just did the kitchen's a great space because I can look out into my garden and and the cats come and watch and it feels like I've got an audience but like there's no pressure because they're cats and they're not gonna you know kick off or anything or start a fight but anyway so I'm in the kitchen and it was a Thursday for those outside the UK um who don't know what that means okay up until a couple of weeks ago here in the UK on a Thursday night at 8 o'clock people would go outside their houses and they would applaud for care workers, NHS workers, key workers and stuff like that Um, I believe we nicked that idea off someone else but I don't (laughs) know Because I, I know some other countries have done it first. Um, but it was decided we should do that in the UK. So what started happening is every Thursday at 8 o'clock, you'd go outside and you clap for carers. Politicians would film themselves doing it and put it on Twitter. Um, you know, some people would bring out, like, pots and pans and start banging them. Boats would start, you know, doing boat noises. Um, I, I live quite near, um, quite near a... I've forgotten the word for the place where the boats live. Um, uh, (laughs) Why is English such a cool language? Um, Harbour, maybe? No, because I don't think it's specifically... Anyway, there's a place with a load of boats near where I live, is my point. And (laughs) so we could hear the boats. Cars, when they were driving past, they'd be beeping their horns and shit. Because everyone was just making noise, essentially, for... I think it was two minutes at eight o'clock on a Thursday night to thank the NHS and care workers and, you know, retail workers and basically people that were having to work during the pandemic. Um, so that was happening every Thursday night. Now, when I was recording this, I lost track of time and I didn't realise it was almost eight o'clock. And so I finished a take and then suddenly there's a pause behind me over by the front door and I'm like, oh, oh my God, my moment has come, recognition at last. But then I realised it was eight o'clock and they were just... <laughs> <laughs> they were just clapping for care workers and that and I was like oh well all right may as well go and join them but still still I'm gonna pretend it's for me <laughs> so that was like a a really fun moment it was kind of low-key motivational I'm not gonna lie um I went back and I did a, another take once everyone had stopped clapping obviously um <laughs> well I wasn't, I wasn't sure of the legalities like if I include them clapping on the recording do I have to pay them royalties or what I mean i I don't think I do, but better to be safe than sorry, you know. So anyway, um, it was really fun to record and I had a really good time. Um, I kind of, you know, when I was talking earlier uh, about a track that I kind of ad a lot of, I did something similar with this. I, I sort of made up quite a lot of it. Um, and so the main vocal line is made up of about two or three different takes. Um, and I just kind of made stuff up and then I just sort of patched it all together. Um, and then went back in and did, you know, backup vocals and shit on top. Um, but it was, oh, it was so fun. I, when I was, you know, kind of, cause I wrote like some sort of bass lyrics that weren't, um, too in depth it was just kind of a guideline and then I just kind of went from there and just sort of embellished on top so to speak um but I kind of I wanted to write something about you know just going out going to a party having fun you know kind of when you're You know you're young and you're in love and you meet someone and you're like let's just go have fun i know a place and it's funny because that's become a meme this week everyone on twitter is saying i know a place and it's like a joke like and they make different jokes about like different people saying i know a place my mind is is so powerful wow i like predicted this meme and I, (laughs) i put out this record on the exact week that every bitch on twitter is saying i know a place And that happens to be in the lyrics. But (laughs) I'm kidding. (laughs) I'm good, but I'm not that good. Uh, But I... i wanted to kind of write something about, you know, just... You know, wanting to get to know someone and connect with them. Um, And just wanting to have fun and, you know, loosen up. Let your hair down, so to speak. Have a little fun. Because I don't really have many songs like that. Um, I don't have many songs that are just about, like, just having fun and just doing fun stuff, mainly because I'm not a fun person. Um, so <laughs> I laugh, but it's true. Um, you know, so I kind of wanted to, to try that and see what I could figure out, and it was honestly... I would say that like sitting in my house, standing in my house, recording that, writing that was more fun than like going out and you know, going on the lash or whatever. To me anyway, because I am spiritually seventy years old. We- first one I started working on um I oh my god it seems so long ago now but it probably wasn't that long ago now I think about it um so it kind of came you know because obviously I I'd been interested in this kind of sound for a while um but the key moment like I said it was essentially um Okay, I've talked about this moment like a bazillion times on the show and I'm aware of that. I'm going to talk about it again. If this is your first time listening, well, you're in for a treat because you're about to hear about something that you've never heard before. But if you've listened to the show before, I'm sorry. I'm going to talk about the the mountains and the, the dinner. You know the one. Um, <laughs> oh, God. Um, okay, so I... <laughs> I I went on this date with my boyfriend, it was a couple of months ago now at this point, and we, it was like a whole day situation, because it was like it was a while away from, you know, from where we started, so we drove up through all these lovely places and these mountains, and like we saw actual snow, but it wasn't annoying because it wasn't in the way, uh, we could see the clouds and shit, I saw a fox at one point and a deer and like this river that was coming out of a rock. It, w- it was wild. Like when I say we were high up, my phone would not work. That's how high up a mountain we were to all intents and purposes. Anyway, so he took me to this really pretty restaurant and it was really beautiful. Um, I've written a lot about it. And I've talked about it on this show because I've written stuff about it and then I talk about it and it just, it's a cycle. Anyway. Uh um, <laughs> when we were on the, uh, like, on, on the way, and on the way back, he was playing music in the car, and one of the things I noticed was he really liked kind of older music, and I knew that already, but, like, being on, like, a long car journey kind of road trip situation, it kind of really gave me an opportunity to kind of really hear the kind of stuff he liked on a deeper level and I found it really interesting I mean there was a lot in common with my own music taste but there was also some stuff I'd never heard before um and I started thinking I want to make a record of this kind of stuff so that (laughs) so that he'll you know you know kind of for him I guess um you know Uh, so that was kind of what prompted the project as well as my own interest in that kind of stuff. But that was kind of one of the main stimuluses and that, that experience of being in the car and just sort of listening to the things he liked for several hours. Um, it kind of really inspired me and gave me a lot of ideas. And this was the first one I started working on. Um, and I remember sending him one of the really early demos and he said he really liked it. And I was like, oh, my God, fucking succeed. I'm doing it. Yes. I was really fucking happy because it was like, well, if he likes it, well, that's great. Because, I mean, I'm essentially making this, this record for him. So if he didn't like it, I'd be kind of pissed. Um, so I then I started working on it a bit further and I was thinking kind of about this will sound crazy social media right because um I don't know how to say this without sounding like I'm bragging because I'm not because it's not something that I like but it's a thing that happens um And as I, do you know what, as I'm recording this right now, this has just happened again, which is fucking funny to me. Um, As a woman with a social media account, there are instances in which people approach me romantically. Romantically. I you know what? I don't want to say romantically because I don't think there's any romance in it. I think it is just, you know, fellas trying it on in the DMs, you know. Um, (laughs) They may come to you and say romantic shit, but we all know what they're thinking, don't we? Um, And before anyone comes to me, yes, I know, not all men do that. And if you're not one of the men that do that, congrats on being a decent human that treats people with respect. Um, But this happens... Um, you know, I mean, it happens, you know, and, uh, one of, one of the things I find funniest is that I've, you know, (laughs) I'm always very open about, um, about my availability, I guess, but I've also been very open about the fact that I just, I don't like DMs anyway, so, um, Currently, I'm definitely not going to be receptive to this kind of thing because I have a boyfriend. But even if I didn't have a boyfriend, I feel like... I mean, I don't know. Maybe I'm looking at my profiles with a bit of, like, bias because to me it makes sense. But I just... I always I always thought I sort of had tried to set them up to be a bit unfriendly so that these things wouldn't happen. But, you know, I guess some people, they just don't read these things and they just sort of you know, wander in, throw down their copy and paste scripted message and fuck off. Um, Which, interestingly, I talked about on the last Behind the Lyrics as well. Um, Sharing themes. Uh, But but I I wanted to kind of um, talk about, you know, how this happens. And, you know, you're in a relationship and there are people who, you know they don't respect that relationship and they don't care about what they're doing and they come in and they say these things and even if someone says to you you know i don't care about these other people i just want to be with you it still hurts when it happens so i kind of wanted to write about that you know and you know write something that is kind of you know reassuring I guess like you know if I'm looking at you I'm looking at you here's looking at you kid you know I. Like, you know that, that whole kind of I only have eyes for you uh, I don't see no other bitch when you're around and also when you're not around because I'm spending a lot of time just thinking about you and shit um, and I know I mean, I know from my own personal experience, me being me and my, you know, interactions with human life, I know that even when you are told, you know, I love you and only you, it can still get to you and it fucks with your head and you're like... It's almost like you start seeing things that are not... not happening. You know, like, you feel... envy... even if you know that nothing's happening but you still feel it and you can't stop yourself because you have you know that worry so I mean having seen both sides I thought well I'm equipped I can I can talk about this with great expertise you know Michael Gove may say this country's had enough of experts but I say he's not my target demographic, so he can go fuck himself. Thank you for listening to Sincerely Jennifer, with me, Jennifer Wan. If you want to find more of my work you can on my website jenniferwan.com or you can find me on social media, on Twitter, Instagram, Facebook, YouTube, Reddit, SoundCloud, and pretty much every social media website ever. But do use the name, Miss J Squared. Thank you to my amazing top tier patron supporters, Amanda, Kylie, Melissa, Anna, Sam, Katie, Christina, Josie, Gabriella, David, Eleanor, Alicia, Emily, Andy, and Tyler.